Episode 117. I'm Forrest Hall. I'm here with Amaris Pryor. Amaris, how are you? <laughs> I'm good. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you for being with me today. Thank you for having me. All right, so I'm going to walk you through this. So once you know how to do it, you'll know it. You, you might even heard it already. So I say, this is Real Church Matters, where we talk real church matters because... Real, real church, church matters. matters. Yeah? Yeah. So you heard some of Yeah. Okay, good, good. So for the uninitiated, welcome. This is Real Church Matters. I'm Forrest Hall. I'm here with Amaris Pryor. Here's housekeeping. Search Real Church Matters on your Google, on Apple Podcasts, on SoundCloud. I'm still trying to get us on Spotify and all those other places so that every place that you go to hear whatever else, you can also go to hear something good. So uh, we'll take care of that. If you want to follow us on social media, on Instagram, it's Real Church Matters. On Facebook, it's Real Church Matters. Like us, follow us, subscribe to us, write reviews, all of that. Share it with your friends and family. Um, on Instagram, I'm always putting uh, little bits of truth. I actually call them two-a-days. I put one at 9 a.m. and one at 5 p.m. every single day. I don't take any day off, even Sundays. So, with that being said, uh, if you would like to support us, you can give via Patreon. It's Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com forward slash Real Church Matters. I appreciate it. You give a dollar a month. That's $12 a year. $12 is like, that's extra value meal these days. Like, it's pretty expensive to kill yourself at McDonald's. But, <laughs> but um, anyway, yeah. So, yeah, any little bit helps. I appreciate it. Shout out to those who give and support in that way. If you don't have any money, just give me your attention pay attention so i appreciate it as always it is obedience over audience where were we this time last year this time last year in the podcast we were on judgy part two judgy part two so make sure you check that out and then two years ago we were on something i don't have it down uh and i'm not gonna try to rush and try to get it but Go back to the old episodes. I'm telling you, they're good. People all the time, they ask me, what is my favorite podcast that I've done in the past two years? You ever curious of that? No? <laughs> my favorite podcast the last two years is Does God Care? It's just the one I go back and listen to all the time. It's the one that I find to be the most helpful, beneficial. Um, yeah. So with that being said, I am ready. Episode 117. I'm here with Amaris Pryor. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Okay. You're home from college. Where you go to college at? Towson University. Yeah, go Tigers. Go Tigers. Is it Tigers? Yeah. 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 So uh we've been doing all summer. I work a lot. You work a lot? A whole lot. Um and just been trying to get in good family time along with that. Oh. <laughs> that's good. That's uh, good. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's, it, that's it. Okay. And uh, so where are you at in college? Is this your freshman year, sophomore year? What What you got going on? I'm going into my sophomore year this fall, and um, I'm currently a pre-nursing major. Oh, okay. Okay. I didn't know it was nursing. Okay. That's pretty cool. So you want to help people. Yes, I do. That's cool. Um, so, the reason you're here, I'm pretty sure you're wondering, like, why did he, what in the world, why did he ask me? Why me? Why me? <laughs> but um, I think last Friday, not this Friday that just passed, but last Friday we were having family Bible study. Mm-hmm. And I kept, my eyes kept drawn over to you because you just looked so tired. Mm-hmm. And you came over to me and, you know, I, I it just was, it just was feeling like you, there was a heaviness Mm-hmm. And, you know, at the time I was like, should I say something? Should I talk to her? And it, it just didn't press on my heart to talk to you. Mm-hmm. It was like, no, just let, she's fine. She's fine. And uh, I was sitting there with you just now and I was like, I, I want to, I want have something to say to her. And then I was like, let's just do it on the podcast. Because mm-hmm. that way I say it and then this is something you can always go back to. Mm-hmm. So what we're going to call this 
Because I plan on doing this a lot more. Because now I'm getting a lot more of you guys going to college. So mm-hmm. we're going to call this episode 117 College Care Pack 1. All right? <laughs> so there's five scriptures. If I had to pack your things and prepare you to go back to your dorm, mm-hmm. and I, while I'm packing your things, if there was five scriptures I can pack in your brain on your journey for this year, mm-hmm. these are five scriptures I would pack. Okay? Okay. So number one is, you going to give me a drum roll? Give me a drum <laughs> All right. Here we go. Number one is Proverbs 23.7. Proverbs 23.7 says, For as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Or she. Mm-hmm. So it's one of those things where, how does this kind of benefit me? How would I use this? Because it's one thing to pack something for somebody to use. But you also got to show them how to use it. So one of the things that this scripture kind of lays out for me is that I am identified by what I allow to magnify in my heart. What I think defines me. And so what do you feel about that? How do you think that that plays in to your life? What you think defines you. I believe that's true. Um, The things that you allow to come into your mind, Mm -hmm. they can fester into your spirit. Mm -hmm. And so if that's what your mind is consumed by, then that will affect the way you talk, the way you act. Mm -hmm. Um, It'll have an impact on a lot of things. Yeah. I love that that post-SAT talk. So you said, you said <laughs> fester. Fester is such an awesome word. Mm-hmm. And you said, like, it, the what I allow to be in my mind can fester into my spirit. Mm-hmm. But let me help you even more because you're, you're right there. So I am identified by who I am. So it says, as a man thinketh, so, so is he. What is the thing that makes me me? And all the things that make us us. Mm-hmm. And on our, this, this creates the whole of us. What is the thing that identifies us? What, what is us? Us. And I'd say what identifies us as individual yeah. people. Yes. What we allow to consume our time. What we yeah, yeah. But but before all of that, mm-hmm. I'm a spirit. Oh, yes. Do you understand? Know yes, I do. So so you take my body away, mm-hmm. I'm still me. Mm-hmm. You, you know what I mean? The, soul, yeah. the spirit, the soul is what is truly us. Mm-hmm. It's like all this other stuff is like the wrapping. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we get to find the thing as if the thing is that thing, but that's not what makes the thing the thing. Yeah. So an orange is defined as orange, but it's not, its outer part is not what defines it as being such. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So the, the reason I'm saying this is because I can look at a tangerine and a, 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 a yeah, a tangerine, right? Mm-hmm. And an orange just say they're both the same, but they're not. Mm-hmm. They're inherently different. But what makes them different is different than what makes us different. Mm-hmm. Every person is different, not because of our skin color. And not because of our places in society, but it's our spirit. Mm -hmm. So the minute I cease being me when I am no longer existing in the spirit, when I leave my body, when my spirit leaves my body, I am still me. Mm -hmm. But I just am not me on this earth anymore. Mm-hmm. Do you get what I'm saying? No, it's like I understand. These planes of existence, these planes of purpose, they shift and change. Yeah. But you still are you mm-hmm. because you are a spirit. Mm-hmm. So to go with what we're saying, he says, what I allow to think in my heart doesn't metastasize in my body. Mm-hmm. It festers in my in spirit. spirit. Mm-hmm. It defines my spirit. I don't have a good spirit anymore because of the thoughts that I've let rest in my mind, mm-hmm. which my mind houses my what? Your spirit. spirit. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. When they say you're brain dead, they're saying there's no 
brain activity. Mm-hmm. The brain activity that they're talking about is spirit. That's why there is no way to measure brain activity. Mm-hmm. There's no way to, I mean, they measure it, but they have no clue as to how it works, how to harness it, how to structure it. They can't do a brain transplant because mm-hmm. you could physically take the brain out of somebody and put it in another body, mm-hmm. attach the stem and all of that. But what made that person them was housed in the brain, but cannot be touched by man. Mm-hmm. So this thing that we can touch our thoughts and we're supposed to control those thoughts. I have to control. I have to say, you know what? I don't want to think about that. I know that exists. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying it. I'm not saying put your head in the sand, but I'm saying I choose not to allow that thought to come into my life. Mm-hmm. Literally, this is the scary part. I'm not defined by the trauma that, uh, that, that comes to my body. I am defined by the traumas that come into my mind. Mm-hmm. I'm not defined by the person who, you know, did something traumatic to me. I'm defined by the after effects of that thing mm-hmm. in my mind. Mm-hmm. I can't control the fact of what they did to me. I can control how I allow that thing to play out in my mind. I, do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. We have. That's where the fight comes in. I want Amaris to combat her mind. Mm-hmm. When we talk about being a Christian, a lot of times people are people are so focused on sin, not sin, blah 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 blah. Oh, when you go to college, make sure you don't drink, don't smoke, don't. Do. At the end of the day, you sit in that dorm room and still want to kill yourself. Mm-hmm. You sit in that dorm room and be just as messed up as if you was a full blown drug addict, because the one drug that we still don't know how to quit. Is allowing our minds to play with thoughts that do not provide us spiritual peace. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. I got to pack this in your bag. Because <laughs> I need no matter what happens to you, you have to be the commander of your thoughts. Mm-hmm. I said I missed the days when I didn't have a phone. I missed the days when I didn't have a phone because people could not interrupt my life. People could not shoehorn their way into my life. People could not present to me problems and issues that I wasn't thinking about. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, they presented it to me. Now I can't get it out of my mind. Yeah. And I call it like mental rape. It's like you, you're forcing yourself. You didn't even ask my consent. Sometimes people will be nice and say, something happened to me. You mind if I share it with you? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I appreciate those people because I'll be like, uh, I know. Mm-hmm. But then there's other people, you, you don't even get a chance to prepare. You immediately see the text. The text say all this foolishness. And it just hits you in the And text, it hits you. Like, Boom. Mm-hmm. And now I have to deal with that in my mind. Mm-hmm. That's another thing I got to shoot out of my mind. I did not give consent. You got something we got to create like a, another Me Too movement. Like just for people who say, I do not want you to inundate and weigh down my heart with the issues of your heart. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like some of the things I don't need to partake in. Yeah. Not everybody's business I need to know. Some of the things is just weighing down my boat. You know what I mean? Yeah. We have to get to the point where we really are protectors. This is one of the scriptures, but guarding our hearts. Mm-hmm. Guarding our hearts, protecting. That That's your fight. That's what you have to do. When, I, when you say I'm a Christian... You're saying, I'm preparing myself for that fight. That's what he mean when he said, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against what? Principalities mm-hmm. and things of the air. They exalt themselves against, they, they exalt themselves against the knowledge of God. I have to cast those things down. Mm-hmm. As a man thinketh, so is he. How do you feel about yourself? That's great. But I know how you feel about yourself by what you allow yourself to think on. People be like, I, I really do love myself. I'm not insecure. I, I know you're not insecure. But you don't know how you are setting yourself up by what you allow yourself to think of. You might think highly of yourself, but you don't always have the best thoughts in your mind. And so it's, it's actually detrimental, detrimental to your health. Mm-hmm. So this scripture is one of those mental health scriptures I always share with people. It's like, 
you have to control what you allow to be in your mind. Have you ever put something out of your mind? Yes, often. Thoughts might just rush into my head. I'm like, no, you can't. Don't allow that thought to even continue. Like, yeah. shut it down right there. Because it's for, not positive. It's not It's for, not feeding you. That's good. So for mm. people who, it might be a young person listening, might about be about to start school. I mean, they don't even have to be about to start college, but we're going to call this the college care pack. But mm. it could be for kids that's just great to start high school. Explain to them wh- how they can cast a thought out of their mind. How do you defeat a thought? I mean, because you do it and you yeah. might not know exactly how, uh-huh. but just try to talk through it and then I'll, 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 I'll pick it up from there. I think when trying to cast a thought out of my own mind, mm-hmm. I'll remind myself that firstly, I'm not in control. God is in control and whatever's happening um, or whatever thoughts I may have, um, it's all to bring me somewhere. Mm-hmm. Somewhere God wants me to be, um, so I can't allow myself to feel defeated or have certain thoughts because I know that um, there's definitely a desired end that I'll come to. Um, yeah. So let me help you with that. There's a scripture that lets us know exactly how we do this. It, mm-hmm. The first scripture said we wrestle not against flesh and blood. Mm-hmm. Against principalities, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Then the scripture that goes with that. It's a companion scripture. Helps you, you almost use it as a footnote, helps you understand what that fight is like. Mm-hmm. It says we walk by faith and not by Sorry. sight. Mm-hmm. Every time this is how I fight thoughts, I compare that thought to what I know about God. Mm-hmm. That's why he said yeah. it. He said, cast down every thought that exalts itself against the knowledge. Mm -hmm. So take that thought. Before we try to just get rid of a thought, we need to know what it is. So I always tell people, know the bad thought. Mm -hmm. Acknowledge it. Understand what it is. Hold it in your hand. Inspect it. So this is what I do. Every time I have a thought, I say, what is this thought? This thought is anger. I always, I got to identify it. This thought is anger. And I'm angry at this person because that, 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 that. I grab that thought by the hand. Then I compare that thought to what I know about God. Does this look like God? I hold them together. Does this look like God? No, you're angry. And the Bible tells you to be angry and sin not. But this anger is causing me to honor myself and not God. Mm -hmm. So I'm holding it against it. I realize it's growing, but it's growing against the knowledge of God. So then I know it's wrong. Now I can't fix this thought because some thoughts get are they are good, but they're misdirected. So sometimes those thoughts just need to get fixed. Mm -hmm. This clearly is a thought that goes against God. Now I need to get rid of it. How I get rid of it? I hold it to what God said. And then I use scriptures like walk by faith and not sight. Mm -hmm. So then I say, I'm going to cut off. Me acknowledging what I see. And I'm going to cut on me acknowledging what I see in God. Mm -hmm. So walk by faith, not sight. The reason I'm angry is because of what I saw. I saw this person do something. I saw this person say something. Whatever I saw is connecting to me. It's not coming from God. It's coming from my response of me. Mm -hmm. So I cut it off. How do I cut that off? I got to get to the cut off part. I now replace the thought we are not the type of people where you can just remove something Mm -hmm. you have to replace it humans you can't tell a human not to think right Mm -hmm. you have to replace not remove you know what I'm saying I don't know if you ever saw Indiana Jones before you ever see see that Mm -hmm. but in Indiana Jones he's in the temple of doom He's trying to take the, the jewel. If he removes it, the booby trap starts. Mm-hmm. So he needs something that's the same weight as the jewel to replace it mm-hmm. so that it doesn't trigger the booby trap. That's how we do. We need something that replaces the thought. What do I use to replace it? Instead of hate, I replace it with love. Mm-hmm. Instead of anxiety, I replace it with joy. 
Do you get what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Scriptures that go with that. Look up any scripture that says think. So he tells us, think on these things. Mm -hmm. Those are the things I replace it with. Now I know what to replace it with. He says, think not. Take no thought to what you'll eat, drink. He lets you know. Don't take no thought in that. But then there's things he tells us to take thought in. He says it's to count it all joy. He says, think joyful thoughts. Think about this thing in a different way. Remember I said sometimes you just got to fix something? Yeah. Because some things you have to think about. Mm -hmm. But how you think about it need to be fixed. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I, my bills are, are due and stuff. I can't not think about it. I have to think differently mm -hmm. about it. I can't not think about money. I have to think differently mm -hmm. about it. That's what happens. That's where we, I'm challenging you and everybody else is listening. Take to the scriptures. Some things you just got to think differently about. Mm -hmm. When thoughts of lust come in people's minds. Sometimes people be like, oh, you got to cast that out. Honestly, you're human. Mm -hmm. You've been created with this function to your life. It's like going to the bathroom. You can try all day to not think about going to the bathroom. Mm -hmm. It might buy you a few minutes, but at some point you're going to go pop out. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> the reality is, is that I don't need to not think about it. I need to think differently about it. And we did. At one point, we thought that when we had to go to the bathroom, we just go. Mm -hmm. We were children. We didn't think about where to go, when was the appropriate time. I mean, you could be at a wedding, a funeral, a bar mitzvah, doesn't matter. A kid is just going. Mm -hmm. It could be a sad time, and a kid be like, oh, I don't know why everybody's sad. <laughs> <laughs> they don't care. It's like, I get to do this whenever and wherever I want. That's the way they thought about until somebody came and said, uh-uh, when you got to go pop out, you go here. Ugh, I don't know how to do that. I have to train my mind to think a different way, not ignore it. Think differently about it. As a man thinker, so is he. Mm -hmm. That was good? Yeah. We didn't even get to the other four. We, we, you, you good? You yeah. sticking with me? You yes, good? I'm sticking with you. You sticking with me. All right, this is the next thing for your care package. Proverbs 3 Five through six. Trust in the Lord with all thy heart. Lean not to your own understanding. In all thy ways, submit to him, and he will make your path straight. So one thing that I love about what I did when I just asked you, uh, which what are you in school for? You said nursing. You sounded very excited about it. Sounded very sure about it. Mm -hmm. And where do you think that that when did you decide I'm going to be a nurse? Well, I decided I was going to be a nurse. I did decide that um, firmly my senior year of high school, but it was always a thought that I juggled with. And the only reason I didn't commit to that fully before is because I was scared of math and science. Mm -hmm. So I thought um, I should try something else that comes more naturally to me. Mm -hmm. um, but then I decided that um, I always knew that I wanted an occupation that was directly to help people, though, and to better their lives directly. I always knew that. Um, but then I decided I'll just accept the challenge and go through with nursing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's cool. And where did that initial thought come from? Did it just pop in your head? No. Like back in high school? Like was it somebody that said something or to introduced you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you feel like it first hit you? Was it just out of the blue or was mm -hmm. something was it triggered by something? That's a good question. I know, that's um, what I'm here for. I I think I mean based on people that I've encountered or interacted with, I've been told that I, you know, sometimes have that helpful personality or way about me. Yeah. Um and I mean, I always known that I love to help people. And I guess seeing, knowing that others, seeing how their faces light up or seeing how their lives change based on what I may say to them, what I may do for them, things I may help them with, mm -hmm. it kind of triggered me. Like, this is something I need to do for the rest of my life in, in a bigger way, a more mm -hmm. impactful way. Um, just helping others really, it adds something to me. At the That's same cool. time, adding something to someone else. But when did it go? Boom. Nurse. <laughs> nurse. 
I'd have to say You can't senior, remember a specific time? No, I know it was my senior year though. Yeah. I um I juggled between nursing and law. See, but you skipping you still skipping the skipping. part where that thing first came in there. Did you think about law first before nursing? Um which which one came in the head first? Nursing came in first, but I thought it was too hard. So then I was like But it wasn't a person that said it, it was just Mm-mm. It just came into your head. Yeah. All right. So, so that helps me, you know. To, to Sorry. Get, no, that helps me get an understanding. You're, you're cool. So we say trust in the Lord with all your heart. I want you to know that this is the tricky part of being in college and for young people in general. We can tend to tell people to not trust their heart. And I want you to understand, I'm about to say something that's a little heady. Like, we should probably should have smoked some weed before we did this. But, you know, the reality is, is that God doesn't want you to miss, to, to distrust your heart. He doesn't want you to, to exclude it from the festivities totally. Because he uses the heart. Mm-hmm. He wants you to trust your heart with him. Mm-hmm. That means this heart is still going to function. It's going to produce thoughts. Mm-hmm. It's going to produce ideas. It's going to produce creative ways of thinking. It's going to produce uh, uh, perspectives that can help people. But it's going to do it not under the guidance of Amaris, but under the guidance of God. Mm-hmm. The heart is still a part of the play. You know what I'm saying? Yes. People be like, oh, I gotta get rid, I gotta get rid of my heart. No, you don't need to get rid of your heart. You need to trust your heart mm-hmm. to someone who knows how to operate it. Oh, that's so good. See, and a lot of times this is what people don't understand. As young people, we literally we're letting God use our hearts more than we do as adults. Mm-hmm. And that's why I, I knew that you felt strongly about your path. Because something was given to you that you did not manufacture yourself. Mm-hmm. There was a desire that was given to you. It wasn't manufactured by others. Do you understand? Yes. There's many a times where I was in high school and in college, I heard somebody say something, do something, present something that sparked ideas or thoughts mm-hmm. that made me feel strongly about something, only for me to lose the energy behind it because it was manufactured by them mm-hmm. or manufactured by me, but wasn't operated by God. This is why it's so powerful because you, even when you try to detract yourself away from what was given to you based on your thoughts mm-hmm. about how much work went into it, it still didn't leave you alone. Yeah. Because when you understand how God uses the heart, and he does this so awesomely. He's showing you how it will always work if you just give it over to him. Mm-hmm. Sometimes he'll just use it and he'll show you how good he is with it. So he hope in hopes that you would just let him have it all the time. Yeah. The same way he deposited that in your heart for you to be a nurse and you've committed to it. And you've said no matter how hard it is, I shall do it. Mm-hmm. That didn't come from Amaris. That came from God. That came from you trusting Him in your heart in one aspect. But imagine if you gave Him the whole heart, not just your aspirations. Yeah. See, because there was a time where you aspired to be something, but you didn't know what, mm-hmm. and so you gave it over to Him. You did. But imagine if you didn't just trust Him with your aspirations. Mm-hmm. Imagine if you trusted him with your inspirations, with your meditations. Imagine if you let, trusted him with even your imaginations. Did I say imaginations already? I say aspirations, inspirations. Oh, I didn't say meditations, imagination. You didn't say imagination yet. Gangster. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> imagine. Imagine. Mm. That's your whole heart. When you hand it over to him. Sometimes we try to get rid of the machinery. You need the machinery. You just need a new operator. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know if you you heard me get excited, <laughs> you never. Seen. I'm excited on you the inside. 
<laughs> Never seen me excited before. This is that college care pack, part one. I was about to say volume one. We'll say part one. This is, this is, oh goodness gracious, a lot. If you just trust them with your heart, mm -hmm. there's certain parts of your heart you think you have a clue. Mm -hmm. So you don't trust them. Just like there's people who think they have a clue about what they want to do and trust themselves still where you didn't. Mm -hmm. I need you to give up trusting yourself in all of it. Trust him with your heart. Mm -hmm. See, people should believe in intuition. Intuition is you at the, at the driver's seat of your heart. We don't want intuition. Mm -hmm. We want inspiration. We want God to inspire you. Mm -hmm. We want him to inspire you to the point where you have discernment. Discernment is what it looks like when God is operating the heart. He's at the driver's seat. He's moving the heart how he wants to. Mm -hmm. It changes who you choose to, to interact with. Changes the careers you choose to interact with. Changes the way that you build relationships, how you structure your life. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Mm -hmm. Trust in the Lord, not subtracting your heart, with, with. all your heart. Mm -hmm. Trust him to let it. So that way, nowadays when I stand up and teach with people, I trust the things that are instinctively happening because it's not my instincts, it's God. Mm -hmm. I can trust it. I, I literally, I, I used to be so scared. I was a scared Christian. I used to be so scared to interact with people because I was afraid they might find out who I am. I was trying to be a good boy and I tried to be on my best behavior. And when people, if I was around them too much, I tried to hurry up and hide because they might actually find out who I am because God didn't call me to be a fugitive. Fugitives are scared to interact because they don't want nobody to recognize them. But we not fugitives. We free. Mm -hmm. We freeze now, Maris. We've been exonerated. When they see us, mm -hmm. we've been exonerated. That means that every time I interact with someone, I interact with the freedom of being free. I don't care if you recognize me because who I am is not who I was. Mm -hmm. That's powerful. All that happens when I trust him with my heart. Lean not to my own understanding. Acknowledge him and he will direct my path. I love that you let him direct your path as it relates to your career. Now, just let him drive the whole way. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It's like sometimes somebody asks you for directions and you get like three turns in and then you say the street and they're like, oh, oh I know that street. I know where I'm going at. No, 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 no. You will see familiar things that will cause you to think you know the way. But you don't. Mm -hmm. You don't. It's a lot of things that we see familiar just because we saw it in people before. And we can think we know how it's going to work, but it's not. It's not. It's not. Just when you think you're familiar with it, it's another term you weren't familiar with. Mm -hmm. You might have been on a street that you were familiar with, but it was a street you knew offhand, but not this part of that street. You know, some streets stretch across the whole yeah. city. Like York Road. <laughs> like York Road. Shout out to Baltimore. Baltimore. Right? So it's streets like that where you can be like, oh, yeah, I know where York Road is. Not this part. Mm -mm. You don't know this part. I know it's familiar to you, but you need to let me finish the directions. And that's where we at with God. We got to trust him with all our heart. Not with half of our heart. Not with half of our aspirations, inspirations, meditations, and imaginations. Mm -hmm. But with all of our heart. I mean, you're here talking with me. Do I have any notes here? I just got scripture, right? No. Yeah, just scriptures. That's it. I want you to understand that, though. I'm saying things that are not scripted, but are inspired by, by scripture. Mm -hmm. oh. Which is God's word. Oh, my goodness. Mm -hmm. Think about it. I'm not saying things that are scripted, but they are inspired by scripture. Mm -hmm. See, everybody's trying to play a role. Maris. They're taking the script from the world. Mm -hmm. Before you're 35, make sure you marry. Make sure you got kids. Let's follow the script for me, please. 
You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Make sure you got a good paying job. Make sure you got this, this, and this. Please follow the script, please. Even being a, a Christian has a script now. More people are inspired by the script than the scripture. Oh, mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Even when people fuss and want you to be a certain type of Christian, a lot of times it's from a script, not from the scripture. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Oh, th this is why it's important. It's important to make sure that you connect with people who are you see are not going by the script, but are going by the scripture. Because we, the same way I'm doing this podcast with no notes, no pre preparation, just scripture is the same way you got to approach life. Mm -hmm. I got no notes. I got no script. I got no cliff notes. I didn't got everybody's notes, everybody's advice. I didn't heard it all. Everybody told me on the, my graduation party. They told me when they moved me in my dorm. They tell me every single day when they talk to me. Everybody got notes and directions for me, but I only have one director. Mm -hmm. And I need to follow his scripture, not the script. The script is to be understood and is to be allowed to inform us in our improvisation. Mm -hmm. But it's not a performance descriptive to the T. The scriptures don't script our lives to the T. I don't see where it says, turn the first chapter, uh, Amaris, second verse. It says, now get up and brush your teeth. Your life is not scripted by the word like that. Yeah. That's why people look at the word and say, well, it don't say nothing that I can't. Um, the Bible don't say I can't date. The Bible don't say I can't smoke weed. The Bible don't say this. The Bible don't say that. I know because it's not scripted. Yeah. But if you see the scripture and allow that to inspire your heart, it'll inform your performance. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. It let it drive your performance. Mm -hmm. you, you ever see this commercial? There used to be this commercial, and the, the actor would get frustrated. He said, "What's my motivation? This is your motivation. Mm -hmm. The scripture." I can talk, I can come up with all these things, I can say out all these points, but they're happening in real time. And the, the decisions that Amaris have to make, the choices that you have to make, are going to happen in real time. I wish that people called every time it was time for me to make a decision, and it was right there at the moment I needed to make it. Mm -hmm. Half the time, people talk, would talk to me after the fact. They didn't know it, but in my mind, I'm like, find time for you to tell me you are already two seconds too late. I already did that. I already did that. I already had my first dad, my first this, my first dad. You missed it all. You're too late. They will always be too late because the only person that's going to be on time is God. Mm -hmm. Because he's not going by a script. He's going by his spirit. Mm -hmm. That's your motivation. Trust in the Lord. Don't trust the script no more. Trust in the Lord. Don't trust the expectations of people that's scripted. Trust in the Lord. You ain't on no sitcom. This is a reality show. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. This is off script. You off script. The things that I experienced in college, you they might not be the things you experienced. You need to know what to do real time. I don't know what I'm going to say. There's people who wouldn't do a podcast if they ain't had no notes. Mm -hmm. I don't know what I'm going to say, but I know what God said. Ain't that enough? Yeah. That's number two. Was that good? Was that? That's this some great. good stuff. Ugh, some good stuff. Good stuff. Number three, college care pack, part one. Tip scripture number three. I'm packing in your bag. Isaiah twenty six and three. You will keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. Let's switch out him. Let's put Amaris. You will keep Amaris in perfect peace when she keeps her mind stayed on you because she trusts in you. Mm -hmm. uh, let's take this backwards. Trust shows that I have put my mind on Christ. Trust informs that my mind is on him. Mm -hmm. Whatever I say doesn't matter. It doesn't. God's looking at where is my trust? When you say you trust God, what does that look like, Amaris? What, do, what does trust look like? 
not letting yourself be swayed by emotions or what things look like. Like you said, um, mm-hmm. what was it? I'm sorry. That's no, cool. It's cool. Go ahead. Thank you. Um, well, just because you can't see God mm-hmm. and you don't know exactly what he's working towards in your life doesn't mean that it's not happening. Because we know it's happening because we trust it is, mm-hmm. not because we know it is by what we see. Mm-hmm. So it's always no, but it's just no by a different set of evidences. Mm-hmm. So it says faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not, not seen. seen. So my exhibit A, where I bring it to, to the court of public opinion, oh my goodness, oh my goodness. When I bring it to the court of public opinion, when I bring my exhibit A, my evidence to the court of public opinion, everyone says this evidence is not substantial enough to render a verdict. But for the believer, it is. Mm -hmm. Why are you like this? Why are you so at peace? Because I know God. You sure? Because this has been like this for the They showing me a lot of evidence that I used to think was irrefutable. Mm-hmm. But it's not. It's not. Then when I show them my substance, when I show them my hope, look at this. I'm holding up hope. The substance of my hope. They say this is the evidence of things not seen. And you need to see it to know it's not true. See, it's funny thing is, is that the jurors during the OJ case, and I know that was before your time, but peep this. Everybody and their mama feel like OJ killed that girl now. But those jurors in that courtroom saw Johnny Cochran, rest his soul, hold up a glove and try it on. And he said, look, the glove don't even fit my hand. And my hands are smaller than OJ's. So he said, if the glove don't fit, you must acquit. What he did there is like a magician. He showed them something that they can see. And since they had a visual representation it felt like it was true, even though it wasn't. Oh, my goodness. That's, that's what the world does. Mm-hmm. We can see something that looks true. And because it looks true and it doesn't look like it fit, we acquit God's word. Can't acquit God's word. Mm-hmm. We can't get rid of God's word. Can't throw God's word out. God's word is true, even when things don't look like it fit. I don't see how I'm going to do this with no money. I don't see how I'm going to do this. I don't see how I'm going to remain single. I don't see how I'm going to keep myself without losing my mind, without feeling ostracized, without sticking out like a sore thumb. I don't see how I'm going to do this. I know it don't fit, but don't acquit. Mm -hmm. Trust. Trust. Mm -hmm. That's what gives us peace. He said, if you keep your mind stayed on him, that means every time you see, you think of God. Mm Mm-hmm. You, like we gotta say that one more time for everybody else, because you know we we do we're dealing with college kids. So we know they sometimes they don't get it the first time, and they don't write proper copious notes. So we can say it one more time: we don't go by what we see. Every time we see something, we think, think of God, God. Mm-hmm. and since we keep our minds stayed on Him, no matter what we see, we got perfect peace. I'm chilling. I'm chilling. I'm not chilling just to be chilling. I'm chilling because I know no matter what I see, I know who I serve. Mm-hmm. I know what his word said. His word said that if I if if I do my part, if I serve him with all my heart, then he'll give his whole heart to me. If I know what I'm doing, that's why no matter what situation I have happening, the only thing I check and assess is my walk with God. Force, I know it's getting rocky right now. Can you check your footing? Make sure you're good with God. My footing's right. You know what? Then I'm cool. Mm-hmm. I'm at peace with this. I'm chilling. It's cool. Because I know as long as I do this, his word said, no matter what I see, his word said, I'm good. 2019 been a perfect example of that for me. I've been out of college. I graduated college 2012. Been out of college. Then wore the cap, the gown. Held the way too expensive diploma in my hand. And I'm telling you, this takes you from college and beyond. That's one. Number three. Let's go. Let's go. Number four. We haven't. We have. Are you having fun? Yes, I am. 
that's why I gave you my phone number. Because, like, this is, like, every conversation can be a podcast. Like, I'm telling you. you ring my phone. Okay. Bang my line. <laughs> <laughs> Romans 12 and 2. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. That you may prove what is good, acceptable, and the perfect will of God. The next one, fourth scripture I'll pack in your bag is that you do not conform to this world. But that you be transformed by the renewing of your mind. That you understand that we're not supposed to. I kind of touched on this already with the whole scripted thing. Mm -hmm. But to conform is to follow something that is not God. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting because there's other scriptures that say to not go by the pattern of this world. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like there's fashion designers and then there's seamstresses. Mm-hmm. Not everybody that sews is a designer. Some people are sewing clothes that have already been designed by somebody else. Mm-hmm. See, as a believer, we're not supposed to come up with our own line, own fashion. And we're not supposed to subscribe to the patterns and fashions of others. We're supposed to follow the patterns and fashions of God. We're supposed to make clothes for him. One of my favorite movies that I love to watch. I'm actually not going to say the name of the movie here. But in the movie, the guy is a tailor. He's a designer. And he needs a muse. So he makes these clothes with this woman's body shape in mind. Because she inspires him to, to, to make clothes and stuff. And so the reality is, is that God is the inspiration for everything we do. He's our muse. Mm-hmm. When we design things, when we fashion things, we're fashioning it in a way that fits God. Do you understand? Mm-hmm. He, he, he is fashioning things for us that fit him. That's why it says, be not conformed to the world, but be transformed. By the renewing of our minds. Mm-hmm. That, that Once again, it t- takes us back to our minds. Mm-hmm. Our minds are constantly renewed. I don't want you as a young Christian to focus on anything right now in your life. And this is this is major key. This is I wish I had sound effects because I'd be like, it'd be major key right now. Like, major key. Like, no DJ Khaled, major key. All right? I only want you for the next year. To just focus on the state of your mind. Not anything else. I don't right now, like if I had to put it like a tree, I don't want you to, to be concerned with the fruit on your branches anymore. I only want you to be concerned with the integrity of your roots. Ooh, that's so good. That's so good. I, I I'm getting a little teary. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't want you focusing on the fruit on your branches. Everybody else will. Everybody else will look because not everybody knows your season. So sometimes the only reason Jesus can look at the tree and say, you know what? I'm going to curse this tree because it should have had fruit is because he knew the season for that. Everybody don't know the season for your life. So sometimes people will look and see no fruit and be like, oh, my gosh. Like there should be fruit there. But right now, I want you to, for the next year, and you can always play this back and listen. For the next year, don't focus on the fruit. Don't focus on the branches. Don't be concerned about how long your branches are, how short they are. Don't be concerned with the fruit that's on it or the lack thereof. Focus on the integrity of your roots. Are your roots strong? Where are your roots planted? Are they planted near water? Are they in the right place. That's all he wants you to focus on. That's what he's talking about, the renewing of the mind. Once we restructure the mind, if your roots ain't in the right place, you got to restructure it. You got to move it to a better place. Mm-hmm. I was watching one of those, these videos and, you know, all those weird life hacks and stuff. And so they cut a leaf off of a flower and put it in inside of a... a Decide. Uh, the they cut a slit in a two-liter bottle. Put the half of the leaf in there. Poured some stuff. I think it was salt water or something inside the two-liter bottle. Closed the top, and the leaf started to 
sprout. And then they said, now take that leaf, plant it in dirt, and now you have a whole new flower. Crazy, right? Mm -hmm. Crazy, right? The little petal that you cut off and you thought it was useless because it's been cut off. In the right environment, it is able to now be teeming with life to the point where you go plant it and get it right. Mm -hmm. I've been there before where life cut you off. I've been there. I did things where everybody had their scissors ready and it's just like, it cut you off. Ain't nothing for them to do that. But if you can renew your mind, that means get in the environment where you can now start to grow again. Now God can take you and plant you and you'll grow beyond anybody ever thought. I know we've seen seeds turn to flowers, but we, I ain't never seen no petal turn to a flower. No, you know, it's just, it's, a, it's magnificent what can happen in the right environment, circumstances. You got to get in the right environment. And that invite that means you have to do something. Like they added the salt water. They commandeered a two-liter. They turned things that weren't meant to be conducive to growth. They turned it into a place. Mm -hmm. That's what you gotta do. When you go in that dorm room, that dorm room being used by a billion people. But when you move your stuff in, you turn it into a place where you can grow. Mm -hmm. You do that. That ain't by buying stuff on IKEA. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. That ain't by somebody coming in and helping you decorate. Mm -hmm. But you make that place conducive. I know we got roommates and stuff. and I know they're going to do what they're going to do. And you got to respect them. Uh, you know what I'm saying? You can't, you can't, you, you never have to put yourself in a position to, to feel like you have to try to change them or they're going to change you. Same way they're, they live in those rooms and they be sure and comfortable in themselves i'm just saying you make your space conducive that means your space is really in between your ears mm -hmm. <laughs> you know what i mean yeah you make your space conducive to growth that's renewing your mind to help people out remember because they're not taking good notes mm -hmm. renewing your mind is making your space between your ears conducive, conducive for growth mm -hmm. that's can i pound you on I got a pound. Oh my God. You got a pound, man. Like that's that's too crazy. It's too crazy. It's a bar. One of those rappers, I forget which who. He said, "Double entendre. Don't even ask me how." I always thought that. I was like, "That's so cool, man," because it's like he's actually like playing with words in such a cool way. Mm -hmm. But I love that we play with words, but in a way where we make them give us life. They do. Mm -hmm. We take words people have used for meaningless things. We commandeer and we like Robin Hood. We take those words back to give us life. Mm -hmm. That's that's what we did. I told Earl, my nephew, I said, I'm the black mamba of Christianity. I, I want to be to Christianity what Kobe was to the Lakers. Mm -hmm. I want to be so dedicated, so passionate. So much a perfectionist of the of the craft of serving God that no matter who watches me and when I'm dead and gone, people will always remember who I was and be like, he was one of the best to ever do it. Mm -hmm. That's the way I got moving us. It's what motivates me in everything I do. It's changed my life. I'm changing people's lives. Mm -hmm. I feel the same way you feel. You're like, man, I really want to make a difference in people's lives. Well, you can. Not just with nursing. Mm -hmm. But that's pretty cool. It's really cool. Pursue it and be the best at it. But imagine if you could be just like Jesus and you can tend to people's bodies, physical health, but also their spiritual health. Mm -hmm. That would blow Jesus' mind. Now, I think that would make it worth it, all the things you went through. That would. Mm -hmm. We got one more before we close out. So let this light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. And we already kind of touched on it, and, and it's important for us to understand. Like it's in our, it's in this living that, that it's not that deep. It's not that deep, but it's not that simple either. Like letting our light shine is literally letting our spirits be seen. Mm -hmm. 
That's why we just takes us back full circle to the beginning. When we uh, get our spirits right, we allow our spirits to be seen before us, mm-hmm. before our physical self. I think it's so powerful that my mother transcends her womanhood. Her spirit moves before you before you see that she's a woman. A lot of times, men be like calling her mom. She said even when she was younger, they would call her mom and stuff. It's like because the way she moved, it transcended Mm -hmm. what she physically looks like, who she physically is. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, we'll leave that there, but you were sharing something. I want you. I want you to share it. Share it with me. Well, I was just saying it's really interesting, um, and really stood out to me how you said that for the rest of this year you want me to focus on the state of my mind because it's actually something I've been telling myself I need to reflect on um, because I know the state of my mind and the thoughts that I have definitely affect um, the way I move and um, things of that nature. And um, I was, I've also been thinking about memories and how some memories um, tend to stay with you while others don't. Mm-hmm. And, you know, why is that? Or what, have, what are the effects of that? Mm-hmm. Um, and I know there are certain things that you, you shouldn't forget because you have to learn from them. Um, yeah, you can forget them. You okay can forget, forget things. Them. You can forget them. Mm-hmm. Not that you will, but you can take no thoughts on them. Everything that those things could teach you or mm-hmm. would teach you pales in the comparison of what God, God wants to teach, teach you. you. Mm-hmm. And God doesn't want to teach you through experiences. He wants to teach you through experiencing Him. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Eternal things come through the Spirit. God wants you to experience the truth of him through Mm -hmm. him. What only thing that experiences teach us is the truth of of life. Mm -hmm. It teaches us that we can't trust life. And some people trust life. And so experiencing the mistrust of life teaches them. But I don't need life to teach me not to trust it when I already trust in the Lord. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You can let some things go. You let them know, yeah, yeah. You don't have to hold on to them. You don't have to use them as negative reinforcement mm-hmm. to hold you accountable or to show you a way. That's not what you need. It's interesting because some things, honestly, have just slipped away from me. I'm like, wait, where did it go? Yeah. <laughs> Why, you know? It doesn't right? last anyway. Good or bad. Need to. Mm-hmm. It slips away. Mm-hmm. Only what we do for Christ will last. Mm-hmm. And it lives eternally in us. And the Holy Spirit is there to remind us. Mm-hmm. It's interesting how the Holy Spirit reminds us of God's word, and we tend to only remind ourselves of pain. Mm. Like you just said, you said there's certain things that go away and some things stick. Mm. It's funny how the worst things, the bad things, the negative things are super adhesive. They stick. I remember every mean thing somebody said, and I can't remember none of the nice things, Mm -hmm. even though some of those people said nice things. I sometimes because I the the negative sticks so hard, I remember the negative more than I remember God's word. I will remember the mean things people said to me more than I remember what God said. That's nasty. Mm-hmm. That's why this year you're just focusing on remembering what God said, not remembering what anybody else said. Remembering what God said. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be dope because. You're only going to remember what people said if what they said was inspired by what God said. Mm-hmm. It's just, it, this is where you you have to be at this point. You know? Mm-hmm. It's an awesome opportunity to be in college. It's, it's a perfect incubator. Not just for, um, you know, uh, scholastic growth, but spiritual growth. Yeah, and definitely without... Um like influences. Absolutely. It's, it's all on your own. It's all on your own. Yeah. So you can really take that on your own time. Mm-hmm. And instead of building another world of more people that love to talk, you use this time to really be that, that Paul, that, that Paul that's just isolated, mm-hmm. has a moment. He's just blind. 
when he was knocked off his horse, he was blinded. And you're just isolated. And you're you're very particular about who you have help you because you are trusting them to guide you because you can't see. Mm-hmm. And so that's what I'm saying. Take advantage. Ring my phone. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Find people on campus too. There's always people that are at least seeking God. It might not be all the way a hundred, but get to a, a Bible study. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. On campus, I, they have that stuff. You know? Yeah. But really put effort towards it because everything we doing this year is for the root. We we, we taking the roots back. We just dealing with the root. Mm-hmm. You know? I think that was cool. Was this good? Yes, that was good. I'm so happy. So I packed all that stuff in your bag. Please don't leave it at home. Take it with you. Okay. And sometime during a holiday break, let's come back and pack a new bag. Okay. For next semester. All right? Okay. Episode 117, College Care Package, Part 1. I'm here with... Amaris. This is Forest Hall. Church matters. God bless. You.